recording. Sorry, naturally, naturally Kristen got on and I'm uncomfortable now. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm like sweating. Okay, girls, we're fine. We're fine. Sweat. <sighs> okay. Not only is she a, ugh, start over. <laughs> she has she was an instrumental like Sam, can you do this? Yes. I just you always you need like one read through first. Face is getting chubby. No, it's not, Lynn. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Lynn Williams, and I'm Sam Mewis, and this is Snacks. I, I, I thought I listened to the last podcast, and I literally sounded monotone while I was doing that. So here we go again. And I'm Sam Mewis, and this is Snacks, where we talk about some personal stuff, some soccer stuff. Now I sound like Guy Fieri. Yeah, like I don't know what you're going for. Let me try again. Try to do it in like do it do it in like news anchor form. And I'm Sam Mewis, and this is Snacks, where we talk about some personal <laughs> stuff, some fun soccer stuff, some real stuff, and some fun stuff. So over to you, Lynn. What's new? <laughs> give me a, give me another one. Give me another action. I, I literally just snorted. Um, okay, do it. Um, do it as like a broadcaster. No? Didn't like that? Okay. And I'm sick. <laughs> okay, do it. Um, do it in an English accent. No, I can't do that. Uh, that's where do I'm it, going to Do it in your Australian accent. And I'm Siam Mewis, and this <laughs> is Snacks, where we talk about some personal... <laughs> we said we were going to make this intro quick, and we're but already no. stuck on the first line. <laughs> But wait, I wanted to say, for the record, how many times have I worn this sweatshirt on the podcast? A lot. A lot. A lot. But I was but just going to say, I was just going to say, we should, we should wear the same thing every time so that nobody ever knows when we record. Oh yeah. You guys will just be confused. Everybody's no, already confused. Do you remember when, you remember my green sweatshirt that I wore during COVID that like at one time somebody was like, Sam, do you own anything else? <laughs> Every single Zoom call you've ever been on, you had on this green Nike sweatshirt. Yeah. I, how could I forget? I have it on my Instagram. It's that picture I posted with Finn. I will everybody, never forget. Everybody go look at that. Yeah. It's a green sweatshirt. Okay. We, again, we gotta, we have a long episode today, so we gotta just get it moving. Look at this bracelet. Twins. Friendship bracelets. Oh my gosh. Yes. We Okay. So nobody can see this unless you are um, watching this on the YouTube. But we just went to a mini pitch appearance. Um, U.S. Soccer Foundation and Target is partnering with The Current to put a mini pitch down um, in Kansas City. And so me and Sam and AD went. And this little girl was so amazing, so well-spoken. She's 11 years old, and she conned me into buying me and Sam these two bracelets yeah, this for girl was This girl was giving speeches, doing news interviews, and then out of the blue, Lynn's pulling out her wallet to buy us bracelets. <laughs> and I was like, this girl. She conned she me. She knows what's up. And then she asked if I wanted to buy the last one, but she said, kids are 50 cents, adults are a dollar because adults' wrists are bigger as she pulled the one off of her wrist. I as know. mine is one cutting off my circulation and also <laughs> only fits around half my wrist. But it, was it worth it? Yes. Yes. We supported her and her. A small business. 
entrepreneurship. Yes, exactly. Well, before we get too far into this, we also just wanted to say hip hip hooray about the CBA <laughs> being that rhymed. done. That rhymed. Yeah, it sure did. That's how excited I am is I'm saying hip hip hooray. It's so exciting. I'm so excited. I know. I, I think It's like pretty monumental. It is very monumental. I think that because the lawsuit settlement was tied to the CBA being ratified, mm-hmm. that this is just like kind of a big exclamation point next to equal pay, something that has been like a really long time coming and something that we've both been really involved in and have put a lot of work into, um, along with a lot of our teammates and a lot of the people who work for the PA. Um, it's very like rewarding and mm-hmm. yes, I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy too. I want to shout out everybody who just put so much I hard know. work into it. It's like hours upon hours of of negotiating and then coming back and talking to us, making sure that it was okay, explaining the uh, legal terms, going back, are you, yep. and just going back and forth. And like you said, I think this this was like a long time coming. Um, I'm and happy. everybody did such a good job. Like our team yeah. did such a good job. And I I think in a moment where it got really long and it felt like, oh my gosh, we're never going to get there. Everybody just like put their heads down and was like, there is nothing else to do, but just keep going. And everybody just kept going and did such an amazing job. And I'm just really proud of everybody and excited for this kind of new chapter in soccer. Yeah. All over, all over the place, everywhere. Yeah. I think that soccer it's obviously a huge step and huge to our lives, but I also think that it's just inspiring for all women to um, achieve equal pay and say that, no, we're not going to accept anything less than what's fair and what is equal. Yeah. I think that's a really good point and was a huge reason why the lawsuit got started was a huge reason why this CBA was so important was because we hoped to inspire women in all professions, young girls, even to, understand and and like recognize that we deserve the world and we deserve at all opportunities to ask for that and to ask to be treated equally um to be paid what we're worth I think something I personally learned through this was that like asking for more I I feel like I was maybe like raised or society raised me to accept what I was given and Mm -hmm. to be kind of ashamed of asking for more like as if I didn't deserve it and I think that seeing the way my teammates would laugh at that and be like, no, 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 no. That is not it. That's not, we're not doing that anymore. I've just learned from them. And I, now I feel like I believe that. And obviously this has taken years. I started working on the PA a few years ago. And I think when I started, I was kind of like, oh, you guys just do it. And I'll just be here and support you. And now I actually feel like really strongly about it. And I feel like I would do this if I ha- if I had to do this on my own now, I think I would be more capable of doing that. Whereas mm-hmm. years ago, I was like, I could only do this as part of a team and I can't imagine how women do this on their own. And I feel so much more empowered now because of the women yeah. that we've done this with. I couldn't agree more. I think that it, the people that came before us and like for them to say like, we're not going to accept this anymore. And to like almost instill this in us. Cause same, I was like, okay, I'm just so thankful that I get to yeah. play soccer. And, and now it's gotten in soccer has gotten to a point that no, I'm not just thankful anymore. Like we should be viewed as equal parts of the men. Um, 
and that you should fight for what is right. And, and I thank them so much for helping me find that. And I hope that the generations after us um, feel that from us too. And so if there, hopefully it never comes back to this, but if there is a fight that they have to fight um, for the greater good, that they'll be empowered to, to do that as well. So. Ah, uh, glory. 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 Oh my God. I think that sounded pretty good. Oh my God. Was that Not good? only do we have a podcast, but we have a new album coming out it's called, called Glory. Glory. <laughs> and you just heard the whole thing. Check it out on Spotify, <laughs> I, Spotify iTunes, um, wherever you get your music. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, okay, Lynn. So I just wanted to tell a very quick story about yes. how we had Chloe and Mal over. The, yes. little qu- the little quad squad, we call ourselves, because we're always all working on strengthening our quads while we're injured. Our right quads, specifically. Our, our right quads. <laughs> and Pat made us tacos, and we watched our team play, and we had a fun little night to ourselves. It was amazing. The tacos were delicious. I don't yeah. know what he was doing all day or all the days. He was before, cooking. But it was... He was cooking. Not only was the meat just perfect, but like all the toppings. Yeah. There were so many toppings. I know. I also just wanted to shout out the homemade tortillas and how perfectly they were pressed down. Because you pressed them down with a wine bottle? Yes, I rolled like a rolling pin, but we didn't have one, so I had to use a wine bottle. They were delicious. I didn't I'll make give you them. That. I just pressed them. Hand pressed. They were good. Wine bottle pressed. I would also like to shout out the homemade frosés that I made. You did make homemade frosés. Everybody got one little frosé and it was delicious. Yes, they were delicious. I think they probably had a quarter of a cup of wine in them, but <laughs> wasn't that the point? They had some strawberries, some lemon-lime soda, some ice cubes. Some blood orange shrug? shrug oh, no, shrub? I, think that, I don't think that was blood orange. I think that was strawberry. I don't know. <laughs> I think what's, the expre- what's the expression I'm looking for? Ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, tomatoes, tomatoes. That's what I was looking for. What? We're going to move on. It was not ifs, ands, or buts. No. Yes, you move on to your stuff. Um, just a little quick. Snippet. Uh-huh. That's a word. Also, apparently, welter is a word. Welcher? Welter. No, you said swell. You said sweltering. No, I said they were weltering. Oh yes, you did say that. I was gonna say sweltering is a word too. Wait, it's it's not used in the right context. Exactly. <laughs> you said your eyes are weltering, and I said mm, watering. Shut up! It's you never just let me win. You never let me win. Don't bring it up when you're wrong. Anyways, this weekend I'm going to a wedding. One of my friends from um, Pepperdine is getting married, and I'm so excited to see all my old uh, classmates, but also still friends, whatever you want to call them. Um, But I wouldn't be too (laughs) pumped if I was one of those friends. She just called you a classmate. (laughs) They are. Um, But I cannot wear heels because of my injury right now. And I was going shopping, and Sam has been wearing these chunky, like, Monkeys. loafers. <laughs> chunky loafers. 
and I love them. So I found some, so I copied you. Can you believe I copied you in your fashion? Are they, are they black? Yeah. I thought you needed tan shoes. Yeah, I, I got those tan shoes for a different day and then the black loafers for like the rehearsal dinner. I understand. Yes. So I needed Gorgeous. two pairs of shoes. You could have borrowed my loafies. That's okay. What if we both want to wear loafies at the same time? And have a little loafer night? Yeah, with a loaf of bread. <laughs> I love that. Another little quick story that I wanted to say is Marley's coming on the 24th, which I'm so excited about, but in natural guy fashion, yeah. originally he was supposed to come on the 24th because he had work, we thought, until the 22nd, and then two weeks ago we found out that he didn't need to work that long, so I was like, oh, you should just come early and then you can come to the wedding and everything. He goes, no, 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 no. I feel rushed. I like, I, let's not do this. Like, it's fine. It will all work out. And I was like, okay, fine. You come on the 24th. It's no big deal. And then yesterday, he says, I think I want to come early. He is, no, he is no longer rushed. He is feeling bored at home. And he says, hmm, let me change my mind. I said, we don't have that much time. What are you doing? What are you doing? Well. So anyways, that's all I have to say. That's the update of me. Well, that was an incredible update. I wish we're in a babbly mood and I wish that we could keep going because I think we're just ripe for jokes, but we need to let you guys move on to the next part of the podcast. We have an amazing guest and uh, some other amazing special surprises in there. So just Ooh, special, special surprises. move along, everybody move along. We are so happy that we got to chat with one of our longtime teammates and best friends. Not only is this guest one of the most fun people we know, she was instrumental in helping the NWSL Players Association get its first ever CBA across the line. She is also one of the best goal scorers we know. Introducing Kristen Hammy, Handyman Hamilton. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Woo! Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited to be here. I feel so honored. Yay. We're so excited to have you. Um, first of all, we wanted to just talk about how us three have all literally been on the same team since Western New York. Oh, Can you believe my that? God. Literally, no. I was just talking to some, like, Haley and, like, E about it just the other day. I'm like, this is insane. Like, we've known each other our whole 20s. I think it was, like, my I, birthday that really hit. I was like, I just turned 30, and I've known you guys, like, for so long. I know. Same friends. I know. Yeah. It's, it's like, wild. We've gone through our whole soccer journeys together, and yeah. now we're here together. Can, can you believe yeah. that? No. Just still doing it. What do you, no. Hammy, what do you remember about Western New York? Oh, my gosh. I feel like we tell the same, like, seven stories <laughs> literally all we literally the time. Do. Like, people probably are like, we, like, we've heard this before. You guys don't need to keep talking <laughs> about it. But it's just, like, just as funny every time we tell it. Like, I just feel like Aaron just, like, yelling at us all the time like that's just why I'm like oh my god like Western New York our first year was just such a nightmare I'm like but oh it was so god. fun like it, it yeah, was so yeah. fun but at the same time like we were just like what were we doing <laughs> I know yeah. I I actually just saw um a video of us winning in Western New York and not only was it like an incredible time but you guys our hair Ugh. was so bad I don't even want to so know bad. I Mine was, was blonde and Kristen was a brunette. Orange. 
slightly orange. Like, it was not good. Same. I had, like, a slightly orange situation going on as well. Maybe the color just, you know, and that they Sam, used back like then red. wasn't as good. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm red. I'm, like, red now because I just am, like, over it. But do you think we're going to look back in five years, ten years now and be like, look at our hair in 2022? It's disgusting. No. Because I think this is, like, no. closest to our natural hair. Yeah, it yeah. was bad. Like what were I we bleached thinking? all of it. I was full full bleach and like not good. <laughs> like it was yeah. so bad. Uh, my hair was like streaky blonde. Yikes! Remember when we thought it was like so cool for you to go blonde? <laughs> yeah, it, it, when and when I say blonde, like it was platinum. Like yeah. wait, Lynn, do you also remember at the challenge cup when you dyed one strand of hair pink? <laughs> At the original challenge cup, and you regretted it so bad, and you dyed it back immediately. The yeah, literally day. the next day, I was like, "Where's the box dye? Give it to you me." You were like, "This is trash." I know, and they still use some of those pictures, and it like hurts my heart to see. I'm like, yeah. "Why did I do that to myself?" <laughs> yeah, we learned. didn't really know what we were doing. And it was I a weird like time. That McDonald's in the parking lot, I feel like I just like that oh, always sticks out to me God. so much. Like we lived in the same parking lot as a McDonald's. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that was Oh, and so what was the restaurant? An Applebee's? An Applebee's. An Applebee's, right And a Walmart. Yeah. And a Walmart, yeah. What more could and, you need, And honestly? our apartments. Yeah. <laughs> what more could you ask for? <laughs> uh, really nothing. Really nothing. We, uh, we lived at that McDonald's. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that... And we wonder why we didn't know. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Got to look in the mirror about that first year. Yeah. <laughs> not our uh, best. Um, so we best. just wanted to ask, like, what's been on your mind lately? Like, what have you been thinking about this week? Buying a house that oh I gosh. didn't get. Oh, dang it. I know. I know. Tell well, us more. Lost, lost out to a cash offer. Yeah, yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, I've just been looking at investment properties in Kansas City. Like, that's just like, I feel like it's consumed obviously besides soccer, like consume, like that's what I like to do outside of soccer. So I've just like been constantly looking at houses and I finally found one that I was super excited about. And then I lost to a cash offer, freaking swooped in there. Somebody got it Dang. before me, but, um, so sorry. I know I was so bummed. I showed you it and I was like working on the layout. I was like, this could be so cool. This is going to be great. It would have been a lot of work, but that's why um, they call you Kristen Hammy Hamdy Man Hamilton. Hamdy Man <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> well, so the exactly. other day, yeah. I needed to hang up a curtain rod because my mom was coming to stay with me in the, in the guest room, and I said to myself, "Who knows how to do this?" I called Hammy. She came right over with her drill. She stood up on a chair. She installed this curtain rod, and I just watched. Seems like, it good job, her- do you need help? Yeah, and she was like, no, like, please don't try to help. <laughs> I'm like, it's make it fine, so this is easy. Yeah, um, this is easy. But-, but Hammy, can you tell us a little bit about, like, how you, like, do you have other investment properties? Do you like to do little DIY mm-hmm. projects? Can you just talk to us a little bit about your off-field hobbies? Yes, of course. Um, so I do, I have a house in Denver. That was, like, my big first project. Um I've always been kind of into like the DIY handyman stuff. My dad is like super into, and he's a construction guy. So like, I'm like in college, they literally called me handyman too. I'm like, this is like, this is like weird that this is stuck. And like, I don't know if I like, like it or not, but, um, 
I guess I do it to myself, <laughs> but like literally asking. He's carrying a hammer yeah, and a like, around all the time. And I'm like, I don't know why they call, don't know why calling me calls this. Me the candy man. Like, like, I don't get it. Um, every, every team needs one of those though. Exactly. Like exactly. So, um, I've always like been into that. Would always help my dad around, like fixing stuff around the house. And then, um, I have a real estate agent, um, who's a really good family friend who had this house in Denver and it was just like no better time than the present to just kind of dive in and do it. So that was December, 2020. And then I, me and my dad just spent like all day, every day there fixing it up, did like everything from ripping out, like gutting the kitchen to, um, tearing out like a whole back area to make a patio and new carpet, new floors, and just kind of like redid the whole thing. And then now I'm renting that out. Um, so that was cool. Yeah, it was so fun. Like that was, I was exhausted and I probably came into season way less fit than I should have because I spent way too much time there, but it all worked out in the end. Um, and so now, yeah, I'm kind of just looking at places in Kansas city. It's cheaper than Denver is obviously. Um, but it's hard. Like the market sucks. (laughs) I can't buy a place. I can't find anything like anything that's good. All the other, other investors think is good too. And they buy it in cash. And I'm like, well, yeah. Definitely I wish don't have that like, money. <laughs> I wish we had like a thing where we could be like before, after, like on the screen. Oh, maybe we could. Maybe they go on our Instagram yeah. and they find the pictures. I say I have the whole little like on my Instagram that you can go and like click through all like throughout my whole rehab project. <laughs> oh, that's so, really cool. I love I love seeing videos of rehab projects like that. Yeah. I remember seeing yeah. your like I think it was the bathroom in the house mm. that you did and I saw it yeah. and I was like, this <laughs> yeah. is so yeah. sick. Yeah. Like, do you ever do you ever get like scared to like start? Because like that's a big challenge to take yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I was like absolutely terrified. People probably thought I was crazy. Like when I first bought the house, specifically, like I bought it with pretty much zero like real experience doing something like this. I was like, well, just got to kind of dive in. And like, luckily, my dad was awesome and was just like, I'll be there every day with you to do it. And like didn't charge me a dime to work. He was just like, I'm happy to be here and help you and do it, which is like, what more could you ask for? So I was just awesome. like, here we go. Just started knocking down walls. And I'm like, I don't know. Like the whole house. It was, yeah. Great. I'm like, great. That was <laughs> load bearing. Like awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely starting my mom, like the first kind of project I did was her bathroom at her house. And I was like, can I do it? And she was like, yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, she's just like letting me tear out her bathroom and like redo her bathroom. I'm like, you trust me to do this, which I guess is kind of a compliment. But at the same time, I was like, I better not mess this up. Like she's going to kill me. So yeah, you like hit a pipe. Yeah. I'm like, flooded. I did. I think I drilled into like an air vent. I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> like that's my first, I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. <laughs> but, um, that's funny. Yeah. Are you like excited and ready for the season? Yeah. I think that, I mean, we obviously went to Florida for like a month together, but like this team is so new. It's like actually crazy that like we have so many new staff members, um, coaches, front office, players. Like it was just kind of like a crazy time. And then finally getting us all to Florida to like build, but then being able to kind of build on that. And the Challenge Cup has been, it's been fun. And just like to see kind of where we're at as a group, because like, we don't know, like, are we good? Like, who knows? Like, and it's so exciting to like find out and just like get to play games with all of these girls has been like so fun. Um, but yeah, my role has completely different, like as you guys know, and like can see from obviously playing with me for eight years. Um, it was very different, like with, play, I know, eight years. Um, but like, 
yeah, I mean, I'm a lot more, I don't want to say valued, because I do feel like I was valued in North Carolina, just in a totally different role. Like, here it's, I am starting games, and I'm, I feel so much more confident, just like, in myself, because the coaches have instilled that. Like, Paulo has instilled confidence, but it was like, I'm, I'm good, I'm getting better, but I'm still not starting. Where here it's like, you, you'll be on the field, and like, you can have confidence in that, and it's, it's like a calming feeling, which is like different than I had before. Like I would step on the field with the courage and stuff and just always be so nervous. And like, no matter how well I was playing, like I was always nervous to, to mess up, to like, it's going to be on film. I'm going to be like crucified for this. And like, that's not a bad thing. I think I learned a lot from that. And I think I grew a lot in that environment, but being here is just like, I don't know. It's a lot more calming, I guess. And like stepping on the field, I'm, yeah, I'm just confident to go out there and like, help my teammates win a game. Is this, yeah. is this what you thought your professional career would look like? <laughs> no. I mean, honestly, at first, like, when I, out of college, like, I didn't even know if I wanted to play professionally. Mm-hmm. And then I got drafted, and then I was like, well, okay, like, yeah, like, let's see where this takes me. And it's just kind of been, like, such a different journey than, like, my whole soccer career leading up to it. Because, like, obviously, like, we all come from teams where we're all starters, we're all playing every minute, we're all doing all of these great things, setting records in college that we're doing. And then like to come to kind of be humbled a bit with like my injury and then having to sit on the bench, go from not traveling to not starting games to hardly playing at all to then like working my way into like being a starter has been like, yeah, not even close to what I imagined it being, but I've like, I feel like I've learned so much and grown so much just like as a human being in those roles in each role that I've had that it's like, I wouldn't have changed it. But yeah, just, definitely not what I imagined. Just for people um, listening, can you just talk about what your injury was? <clears throat> yeah, I tore um, I tore my ACL, my MCL, and had like some cartilage damage in like my first preseason game pro in Buffalo when I got drafted. So um, yeah, that and was that yeah. was that 2014? <laughs> it was. Yeah, I was drafted in 2014 and then got injured like literally three weeks in. Like it was like two weeks of preseason. And then had our first game against, like, a college, too. Like, the typical just, like, uh. yeah. Um, and then went home, had surgery, and then um, went back for preseason and got a contract then. And never looked back. <laughs> um, I know that, like, your journey, like you said, was not what you expected. Um, you had your injury. Then you had Western New York that <laughs> our first season together <laughs> was, like, not a fun time. We weren't winning games. Um we go down to North Carolina, we're winning, but like you said, you're not starting. Um, was there any point in your career where you're like, you know what, this isn't for me, I want to give it up, like there, I could be doing something else? Um, there is, like, I've always been very interested in, like like I said, like the real estate stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, when I was injured, I actually went home and like got my real estate license and stuff, and I was like, well, maybe, like, who knows if I'm going to get another shot at this, like coming back from this injury, so I was kind of like, let's build like what I can do outside of this but like in the moment like I as many times as I was like this sucks to not be starting this sucks to not be playing like I just like can't imagine giving up what like the lifestyle I was living and like the friends that I'd be leaving behind to just what go work a desk job or go sell houses like I'm like that doesn't sound fun to me at all right now like I'm so just like loving every moment of it, even though it was so difficult. And I think more so than quitting, like I had thought about like 
should I go to another team? Because I've been told so many times, like, you could be playing more somewhere else. You could be playing more somewhere else. And I'm like, I don't know. I just, like, I loved it. I loved the team. I loved the – honestly, Paul at the time was a great coach. And as hard as it is to talk about now, like, I was getting better. And I just – I don't know. I So I guess – Sometimes, but not really. Like, I just never really considered, like, being done yet. Like, I just feel like I've, I had so much more to give the game, like, myself, too. Like, I wanted to prove so much more to myself and, like, this league. Like, I can be influential influential in this league, like, when given the time and minutes. So I just, like, wanted to keep pushing for that. Well, look yeah. at you now, sister. I know. Let's Seriously. go. <laughs> I know. Well, speaking of that, I mean, obviously, especially, like, the last few years you've proven how influential you can be and, and it's amazing on the field. And we wanted to just talk a little bit too about like your influence off the field and how Mm -hmm. actually you and Lynn, both are team reps for the NWSLPA. And uh, maybe actually both of you can talk a little bit about what that role is like and what kind of um, influence you may have had in getting the CBA um, together over the past few months and just how important and what you learned from that. Yeah. That was a lot. Lynn, you wanna you wanna start? Well, Lee? well, I'm just gonna start by saying like Kristen is the lead team <laughs> CBA go tour. Um, so I'm just her her assistant basically. <laughs> so so when the CBA was going on, Kristen was definitely like involved heavily. Um, and like I said, I just go to the meetings and say, Kristen, what do you need from me? <laughs> well, that's not true. You a bigger old map, but. Um, yeah, the CBA was, I mean, that was just, like, a crazy time. So the PA rep, just in general, like, the first, I did it, like, I've done it for, like, the past four years. So like, the first two years in North Carolina mm. was, like, nothing. <laughs> like, we yeah. were just, like, being established as the PA, and, like, there really wasn't much to do. It was kind of, like, sign this checkoff list, and that's it. And there's, like, occasional, like, quarterly updates, and, like, we weren't really that involved just because there wasn't much to do as like we're becoming a a bigger group um but then like the 2020 season hit and the challenge cup hit and it was just like you need to be hands-on all the time involved being a voice for your teammates and telling us what they want and what demands we have going into the challenge cup and to feel safe and yeah so that was kind of a big step into that role for me of just being like okay I really need to be a voice for my teammates I guess and listen and be involved in this stuff and then the CBA stuff started happening and I was like yeah I want to be a part of that it was just like it is a lot of legal stuff that sometimes you're like yeah sometimes you're like oh my god (laughs) like what like what even am I listening to right now I don't know but then like to be able to chime in and like have been a part of the league since pretty much year one to push for higher standards was like a really big priority for me obviously and everybody but I was like I feel like I can provide so much insight because I've been around when the minimum was six thousand (laughs) dollars I'm like are you joking me like I just couldn't even believe that and when I tell people that even on the CBA calls like when I would talk about that people are like no way and I'm like yeah like what do you mean I I know it's like we have so far to go but like some of these rookies now I'm like you have no idea I was just gonna say do you remember when we were rookies and the veterans would be like you girls don't know how good you have it and now we're the ones being like you girls don't know how good you have it you should have been around back then when we did this when we did the laundry yeah 
say though, like staying up wh- till midnight was, doing laundry. When was the league like first started in 2013? Yeah. 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 So we like missed two years. So we were yeah. like, yeah. Now it's like, yeah, we literally were staying up till midnight doing our own laundry <laughs> the night before a game. We're like, here we go. Somebody's like, rookies, you're on laundry. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like 11 but, p.m. Yeah. Like but you guys are there. absolutely right. Like, I mean, I think it's such a good thing. Like, I feel like I'm so proud of you guys and proud of all the leaders of our NWSLPA because we can say that. Like, for us to be being like, you rookies have it good. It's like, that's so cool that yeah. they have it good. Like, not that it's perfect yet, but like, that this no, is, is a, a good and sustainable league. Like, it's, mm-hmm. this is, like, awesome. Like, I'm happy for them, and I'm so, like, honored that you guys, like, did all this work for us. It's really cool. No, thank you. But, like, it, Didn't do there are some, like, really smart, <laughs> like, like, people are always, like, oh, athletes are just athletes. But, like, you should hear, like, all of these women on these mm. calls are oh so God. smart. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. you guys are literally brilliant people and I'm like this is incredible to be a part of and to witness like just like the actual thought that goes into each and every article that was in the CBA is like it was never just like well that sounds good it was like always challenged always pushed to be better and like be the best like we could push for right now for this league and like to hear like the conversations that went on I was just like sometimes I'm like I'm so out of my league right now like this is like you guys are brilliant I'm like I like, I'm just, like, happy to be able to contribute something to this because, I mean, yeah, it was, like, a monumental thing for us. And you said, now the minimum is what it is and everybody got pay raises and, you know, we have 401ks and we are, we're able to, like, actually live lives. Yeah, it, it's incredible. But it was fun to be a part of. I, I just want to say, like, I think that to go and say, like, incredible women, one, like, Yael and... and Brooke and they started the PA like they were Googling terms and (laughs) and then this amazing thing happened. We got a lawyer and people were like, Oh, this is like labor law, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I just want to shout out them to say like, to notice that we need something and, and then go for it and spend your time while you're also not making money um, in the league and, and saying like, I got to Google these terms because I have no idea what they, what they're talking about. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to them. And then I just want to give a shout out to like the league worldwide, uh, worldwide, league wide, <laughs> prestige, worldwide. <laughs> give a shout out to the league, like as a whole, like for us to at one moment say like, you know what, we're willing to sacrifice our careers and playing to get the CBA across the line. I think that it shows that there's power in numbers and, um, that everybody was like willing to fight for the next generation to say like oh, we women's soccer has come so far like we are not gonna take that standard anymore um so that was really cool to see that's all I have to say yeah it was I don't know if you need anything more on that but it was like it was incredible to be a part of yeah I think I would just add like my experience with the national team PA is I've been involved with that a little more than the NWSL. And I think that the experience I have from that is so valuable, like going into the mm-hmm. rest of my life someday, like not that I know any legal terms or anything, but to just be able to say, I've been a part of some of these things and that I've been in the room when certain things have happened, I feel like adds so much value to me as a non-soccer mm-hmm. player. Like mm-hmm. it will help me in the future. And 
giving players that those experiences now is actually like really valuable beyond our playing careers. Hundred percent. I Sick. would agree. Yeah, <laughs> <Cool>. no, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Amongst the NWSL international play and all of the training in between comes the constant need to be on top of our game twenty four seven. And with that, really focusing on the need to take care of our bodies for the long haul. 100%. So that's why we wanted to switch things up for a bit and bring in Leslie Osborne, thanks to our friends at Nike Running. Leslie played college soccer at Santa Clara University, winning a national championship. She spent a decade playing professional soccer here in the U.S. and was a longtime member of the U.S. Women's National Team before retiring in 2014. She, she's gone on to co-found Sweat Cosmetics and be a leading voice in women's soccer, covering the 2015 and the 2019 Women's World Cups. In addition to being part of the NWSL coverage for both CBS and Just Women's Sports, she's a proud mommy to three little girls, and she just ran her second marathon in six months, both the New York Marathon and the Boston Marathon. Leslie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to see you guys and thanks wow. for having me. Yeah, you've, you've done do so way. much. You just, I was like, it keeps going. <laughs> Stop. Oh. How are you feeling, Leslie, after those two marathons? Uh, really good. Um, my body's just a little tired. Little oh. tired. So we were supposed <laughs> to run 2020 New York Marathon, but because of COVID, it got postponed. So really, Abby Wambach and I started training for New York in 2020. So really, oh I've gosh. been kind of running training for marathons for like the last two years. So my body is a little tired. What has running done not only for your physical health, but for your mental health as well? The running has been amazing. I mean, we've all ran so many miles in soccer, but running just to go run 10 miles is such a different feeling. And when I come home from my runs, Ricky just sees me. I'm just like glowing. I, I love it. I feel free. I feel um, exhausted, but it's like in an, like I have more energy from it. And that's like when I get to read my audible books and my podcasts and I just feel like I can be present because it's just me running out in, I live in California. So I've got these amazing views and the fresh air and the vitamin D. It's just the best thing that I could do for myself. What advice do you have for athletes who may not consider themselves runners? Um, I just believe that you can become a runner. Um, like I said, I, I think, you know, obviously there's some, you know, injuries or, you know, if you have planter or some things that just say like running is off limits, then don't do it. Don't do anything that's going to make yourself get injured or make you feel worse. But um, I think there's just so many people out there who think that, um, it's, it, it, it's just a mental thing. Running is you can start up small. Like I, I'm part of a run club here and it's been amazing to see some of my friends run three miles that are now up to like 15 miles. And it's, it's a similar to anything that you do. It takes work. It takes reps. It takes, um, you know, just training schedules and just being committed to something. And I think that anyone that's running more than three miles, you can, you can be a runner and, it's just, I always go back to what's up here. And now that I did New York in November with Abby and Lauren Holiday, after I knew I could accomplish a marathon, Boston was so easy because I knew I had already done it. And so the difference between those two marathons are nothing except that Boston, I knew that I had accomplished it before. And mentally, 
I was like, I got this. And hey, so do you. Let's go, you know. <laughs> um, so again, I would encourage, um, you know, a lot of athletes or people out there who don't consider themselves runners that you can and that anyone you put your mind to something, you absolutely can do it. Any anything is possible. I truly, truly believe that. Did you get a medal for the marathons? We did. <laughs> and my girls, this is hilarious. I have to tell this story. I have they wear the medal around. Olivia told her classmates and teacher that I won the Boston Marathon. <laughs> and her teacher emailed me like, oh, I didn't know you or you you won the Boston Marathon. I was like, oh my God, no, no, no. no. <laughs> that is a participation uh, medal. So I had to have the talk with my girls about participation medals versus medals for winning. And I was like, oh my, this is stirring up a whole nother thing, you know? But yeah, they yeah. get medals, oh. which I I know. And I was like, Olivia's like, wait, you get a medal if you win. I'm like, I know, but this is a little different. She's like, well, why is it so different? I'm like, well, some people think running 26 miles is worthy of that. So it was an interesting conversation um, that I was not prepared, I guess, to, to start having. But I had oh. to clear the air that I did not win. I absolutely <laughs> did not get close to winning the Boston Marathon. Leslie, what is on your radar moving forward when it comes to running? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so when we ran New York in the fall, Heather O'Reilly was supposed to run with us, but she was pregnant with her second. And so she had asked Abby Wambach and Lauren Holiday and I after that marathon, who wants to run Boston with me? Well, Abby and Lauren were like, hell no. And I was like, sure. <laughs> so I, of course, would run with Hey, any other day I would do it again in a heartbeat. Um, but I wasn't planning to do such a quick turnaround, but it was awesome. And I, I guess if one of my best friends came to me and begged to run one, I probably would do it, but I really need to take a break for now. Um, in terms of running 26 miles, my body just needs a little R and R. Um, but I, I haven't stopped running. Um, I think I went for a run. I ran the Boston marathon Monday and I ran on Friday. So I gave myself four days. Um, but I'm running like five or six miles and it's awesome. It feels good. And yeah, for now there's no marathon plan, but, um, I'm, I guess I'm open to running another one. If it were someone that I can't say no to like a hail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, I think it's super inspiring that you still run so much, um, with having, having had, had, having had, had, if that's a sentence, um, a major knee injury and um, leg injury. And I think that it just shows that if you have an injury, you can continue to do what you love and come back and it might look a little bit different, but, um, but you can still do it. And like you said, it's just all mental. So I just wanted to say that. Oh, thanks Lynn. I appreciate it. Well, all marathons, 5Ks, everything aside, I know that Nike and JWS are teaming up to host a global running day event on June 1st, and I'm beyond excited. It's a chance for runners of all levels, whether you're just beginning to build up your mileage, training for your first 5K, or shooting for your fastest marathon ever to celebrate the sport all over the world. And for those of you who want to join in on Global Running Day, you can sign up at justwomensports.com slash Nike Running and then take some photos on the day of. Tag all of us on your post. We want to see you do your thing and celebrate. And I know Nike is sending us my favorite thing, brand new shoes before they drop. 
Stay tuned on the Just One Sports feed to see how the new Nike running shoe supports our training. We want to talk a little bit about your family and especially the story about Nana coming on the beer bikes. <laughs> okay, let me preface okay. this. We're in North Carolina. We win the championship. We get home. The next day, or maybe we were already home. The next day, we decide to go on those bikes, the pedaling thing that you ride through the street and you like, I don't know, drink a couple of drinks. And somebody goes... Hammy's Nana is coming. And I to Lynn was like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> I'm going to be like drinking on this thing. Like, I, why is there a grandmother like coming? Like, this is weird. <laughs> Little did I know Nana was the time of, she was the best person on the whole thing. She had the most fun. She was hilarious. <laughs> it was yeah. literally the funniest thing I've ever seen. Tell us. Yeah. Like we went from the beer bikes to Outback and I don't think we got home until like 3 a.m. And Nana was with us the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. She is, you guys, <laughs> I guess she is the life of the party anywhere she goes. So she like came to North Carolina to obviously watch the championship game. And was like, I'm going to stay an extra day. And I'm like, okay, well, we're going on these beer bikes. Like, I don't know. And she's like, okay, cool. Like, whatever. And I'm like, do you want to come? Like, do you want to be on? She's like, yeah, 100%. I'm like, all right. And I, I, to be honest, like, I was a little, I know how fun she is. And I was like a little nervous too. I was like, okay, like, we'll see how this goes. Like, um, and she, like the first place we stopped at, she goes, we want margaritas. And I'm like, yes, (laughs) like hundred percent. Never would have thought to order a margarita out on like a stop on a beer bike, but here we are. (laughs) She was having so much fun taking photos of like Lynn and I, like, oh my God, (laughs) hanging off the bike. (laughs) We were hanging off the bike. Throwing her head back, and I go, Kristen, these photos are gonna be amazing. No, I've never seen blurrier, grosser. Like it was just a shot of our neck. Like that's what. It was so bad, but yeah. But that was one of the funnest. Like we should do that. I I was gonna say every weekend. Obviously, we do not (laughs) behave that way. No, during the season. But we yeah. should do that. That was fun. What, what was the drink <laughs> that you ordered her? At the oh, beer? my gosh. I ordered her. I <laughs> It was um an Irish car bomb. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Nana. It was like, a f- yeah, a few of us were like, Nana, it tastes like chocolate milk. Like, I swear, it just tastes like chocolate milk. And she's like, ah, oh, like, whatever. And we're like, you just have to chug it, though. Like, when you get it, you got to chug it. Because, you know, those can get gross. So we're going to chug it. She starts chugging it and goes, ah. Oh, Chocolate milk, my ass. Screams <laughs> at us, and we are just like dying laughing because I'm like, she's over here doing Irish car bombs with us at the bar. Like, she's just like the time. Yeah, she's yeah. yeah she, she was, was awesome. A legend. She, she was a legend. A legend. Yeah, that yeah. was so fun. She yeah, was like on down, like taking photos with us. I'm I know. Like, what are you doing? She's awesome. I, another insert picture. Yes, insert photo, please. <laughs> um. Yeah, like having met your family, I can completely like understand why you're the way you are and like why you just go for it in everything that you do. Um, can you like talk a little bit about your relationship with your parents? Um, I know that your parents divorced when you were younger and you were raised by, you could talk about it. I don't know why I'm explaining your life. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, my parents divorced when I was like five. So like 
I don't really remember it. People are like, it affects them a lot at different stages of their life, but I, sounds weird, but I kind of feel fortunate that it was so young that I don't, didn't have to go through it really. Um, but then yeah, raised by my mom, which she's a badass. She's raised me and my sister and like, I don't know if we're going to be telling stories later, but like my mom is a saint for dealing with me and my sister. Like we were just rambunctious, always in trouble, like always doing like God knows what. She was like, I can't believe like these are my kids. But <laughs> we got through it and she was, um, yeah, single mom forever. And then my dad wasn't really a part of my life like at all until like freshman year of high school. He had my brother with his girlfriend at the time, who's Simon, who's my little brother with Downs. Um, so like as soon as he was born, my dad kind of like started to get his stuff together a bit um, and was like, in our lives a lot more because Simon, like, we obviously wouldn't have a relationship with Simon. Um, and then, like, college came around and we just, like, he started, like, loving coming to soccer games and, like, loving being around that stuff. And, like, I would say really, like, the past maybe, like, three years, like, he's always been, like, calls me, wishes me luck, like, kind of around, like, we'll catch up when I'm in town and whatnot. But it was never really, like, a great relationship until... I'd say maybe the past, like, yeah, like, three years, he, like, started getting really into soccer and, like, watching me play and, like, watching all the games and calling me after and sending me, like, good luck texts and all of that. So that was really cool. And I was kind of hesitant because I'm like, well, like, where did this kind of come from? Mm -hmm. um, and then, I don't know, I kind of just was accepted it and was like, all right, like, whatever, if this is how it's going to be. Like, I think I was just more nervous that it would just, like, not continue. But it's been great since. And then, like I said, he came and helped me on my house. Like, that was probably the most time I've spent with him my whole life. Like, at one time was, like, that whole month that – it was, like, six weeks. We spent, like, every single day together. Simon would come over after school, and, like, we would just work on the house together. And, like, that was by far the most amount of time, like, we've spent together, got to talk, got to hang out. And, like, I think that – I mean, that was the start of probably, like, a totally new relationship for us. Um, and he was just, like, I'm – like I told you, he didn't charge me a dime. He was just kind of like, I owe this to you. And, like, I don't feel like he owed it to me, but, like, that's how he kind of pictured it and was like, I'm, like, so honored to get to do this with you, which, like, is adorable. Like, it was really cool. I was like, okay, like, cool, let's do this. And he's just been, like, so great ever since to just, like, help me in anything I need help with in projects and stuff, but, like, always sends me, like, inspirational voice messages in the month so before cute. games and stuff and it's like it's literally adorable I'm like so I've just thanks, kind of dad. accepted it yeah I'm like thanks dad he yeah he like he like sent me a voice message the other day you guys I was cracking up and like Maddie Nolf she was like dying laughing she's like this is amazing he goes hey there champion hero <laughs> I'm like I'm like dad what is that like literally what is that I was just like cracking up but like so, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say, like, it's been great since. Um, and then, obviously, my mom and my sister are, like, always huge parts of my life. And they will continue being – they're my biggest fans, too. So, yeah, it's been a journey. But we got here. Can you talk to us a little bit about <clears throat> Simon and specifically his girlfriend now transitioned to friend? <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. I know. He got friend zoned. He got friend zoned hard. <laughs> it, it happens. It uh, happens. It does. Hey, I don't know if he knows he's friend zoned, but he's friend zoned. <laughs> Fine. Now, um, Simon, he is like, my dad and him live in this apartment. His neighbor, her name is Simone. 
which like Simon and Simone stop first of all like that's adorable <laughs> um and then they were like friends like she would come over all the time and like hang out and like he would put his arm around her and like give her kisses on the cheek and he was like we're like is she your girlfriend he was like yep <laughs> like okay like whatever like go to family dinners with us and stuff all the time like they were like so tight like he would kiss her on the cheek and he would always be like so she would always be like my name's Simone Simon with an e and I'm like oh my god you guys like, I can't handle it. my heart cute. like I can't I couldn't handle it it was so cute um but yeah now they're like <clears throat> he's just in high school you know being a little high schooler and she's She's, like, in his, like, special needs classes, but is higher functioning than him. And so, like, she has, she has, like, friends outside of, like, the special mm. needs classes and stuff. So she's kind of, she's, uh, you know, got too cool for him, I guess. But they're still Dang. friends. <laughs> they're still Dang. friends, but <laughs> they hang out all the time still. But she's, uh, yeah, she's she's outgrown their relationship. <laughs> like, Poor Simon. I know. He'll be another He's one. Like, I know. He's, like, playing basketball, winning championships at his high oh, school. Yeah. Special needs basketball. So, I'm, like. That's amazing. Does he yeah. love watching you play? Yeah, it's so cute. He, like, he'll always be like, go, Christian, score a goal. Like, anytime I talk to him before the games and stuff, it's, like, adorable. Oh. But, um, yeah, he calls me Kristen Hamilton because they call me Kristen Hamilton on, like, broadcasts and stuff. So, he literally doesn't just call me Kristen. He's, like. Hi, Kristen Hamilton or Kristen Marie Hamilton. He'll like say my full name, and I'm like, it's so cute. But yeah, him and my dad watch all the time. It's fun. Oh, that's uh, yeah, that's really cute. Yeah, he's so cool. we're trying. You... Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say we're trying to get him out to a game. So now that we're closer, like they can drive out, and I'm just like, I can't wait for him to like come on the field after the game, and people get to meet <laughs> oh, no. him. Like, I want to meet Simon so bad. I, I know. I've known you for eight years, and I have I never know. met him. And I want to meet him so bad. I know he's amazing. You guys will literally love him. He'll if you think like I like to be the center of attention. He loves to be the center <laughs> of attention. Like runs in the fam, I guess. Um. So would you say like your your mom? Obviously, later in life, your dad has supported you more. But like your mom is like your biggest support system. Like your reason why. Yeah, I mean, she's like, yeah, she's like giving me, I would literally not be sitting here today without her. So like, how could I not be so grateful for like everything that she went through to like, put me on the soccer field to put me on a team to get me to this point and like did everything in her power to make sure because soccer is expensive. You know, we talk about accessibility, like she had to, we'd go play bingo and like work bingo and like work all these extra events to like even just let me, allow me to play and continue to play, which is, you know, like something I can never repay her for probably. But, um, wow. yeah, like she calls me before every game and goes, game day. And I'm like, you're like literally so cute. <laughs> they get so pumped. They're like, go score goal. And I'm like, I, she's like one person I hate talking soccer with because I'm like, my mom's just stuck. She's like, well, just go kick it. And I'm like, Mom, like, you've been watching soccer for 23 years, and you're telling me to go, like, kick it and have fun. Big kick. I'm like, thanks. Thanks. She booted it right into the goal. Wow, that was a good hard header. I'm like, wow. (laughs) Ah, yeah, it was. Thanks. (laughs) It was, yeah. But it's like, I always give her a hard time for it, but she's like, it's it's cute. I appreciate it a lot. But, yeah, for sure, she's she's the best. Can you please tell us the, uh, you know the story, 
when you were going to soccer practices when you were younger? <laughs> Go on. Well, well, I talk about like when my mom like was a single mom. So like oftentimes like I'm getting ready for soccer practice on my own after school. Like she's at work and like my sister was watching me and I was addicted to Mountain Dew as a kid. Like I thought it was Gross. like, which is first of all disgusting. Thank God I have teeth. Like I thank God I have teeth. Thank God I have teeth in my face. She would just like, we'd always buy Mountain Dew at the house and I loved it. And I thought, why not fill up my water bottle with Mountain Dew (laughs) and go to soccer practice. And just, I literally would go to practice with jean shorts on down to my (laughs) knees with a bottle full of Mountain Dew. It's like just in like, like a oh jug, like in, in a like jug. a water jug full of yes. Mountain Dew. Yeah, like a liter, just, like breaks. a liter of Mountain Dew. Like yeah, I would just take cans and, and open them and pour in cans and literally pour cans in my water bottle of Mountain Dew. Kristen Hamilton. It's just like when when the coach was like, "All right, get some water." You were just drinking Mountain Dew. Chugging the deal. Sugar rush, you know? Energy. Just gotta, yeah. They're like, wow, this that's kid's a- got so much energy, she can run for days. <laughs> Little do they know, I crash hard when I get on. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm just, I come down from my sugar high, but like, like I so told my mom that. So- Literally, I'm like, how did I even function? I don't know. Like, I told my mom that recently, and she's like, oh my God, like, that's mortifying for her. <laughs> she's like, I can't believe that. She's like, I can't believe that happened under my roof. Oh my god! Like, (laughs) that is so. I know, I know. I was a troubled child, apparently. (laughs) Well, (laughs) as somebody who came out in like their twenties, was this ever something that you thought about before playing soccer or earlier in your life? Um, Because when we first met you, you had a long-time boyfriend of, mm-hmm. I don't know. Three years. Remember, it, oh, gosh. At, at the time, it's it felt like a really long time, but now I guess it was, like, not that Three long. years. Well, that's... when we were, like, 23, a three-year relationship was, like, long. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I yeah. mean, it still is long. Like, it in is my long. head, In my head, you were going to say, like, five to eight years. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, no. It was – but we were together, like, most of college, like – was it yeah. sophomore year to like my year after after graduating so yeah so i guess the question is like is this something you've thought about uh before um also like how did your family support you through that yeah um it is not honestly never even crossed my mind before i think it was such there's such a stigma around it and i grew up i mean this could probably be like such a long conversation but just briefly like I I grew up in like a religious area and like I didn't feel I always thought that it was wrong like and I so I mean I didn't necessarily think about it but I also at the same time was like if that was a thing like that's not okay and like that is so sad to think that that's how I grew up and like where I am now and where society is now in like accepting that um so I never really thought about it and then met a girl in Western New York and was like, I've never felt this way about anybody. Like it's even with my boyfriend at the time, like I was always like on paper, this is great. Like this is everything that I said I'd always wanted in somebody. And like he matched, like checked every box besides like 
feeling like actual like internal like emotions towards this person like I always said like I love him but like I don't know it just like I was like maybe this is how it's supposed to be until like I met somebody that like I was like wow like I am just like drawn to this person I like want to be near them I want to be like around them and talking to them whatever and like it just happened to eventually turn into like she was my best friend it just turned into something more and like that it freaked me out at first because like I said I grew up thinking like this is like not okay and like not acceptable and then I always had a feeling like my family would be okay with it no matter what so like that isn't necessarily what freaked me out I think genuinely growing up in like in religion it was like this is bad and like you shouldn't be doing this and um so like that scared me away but then I just, just like it's too like it's too polarizing of a feeling like I just want to be around this person and do it and I'm just going to do it and accept it and like see where it goes and at the time I had a few friends who would come out so I was like a little more comfortable to do it because I was like well like they have and I'm like I can talk to them about it and I have like people to discuss um and then like that relationship ended and I then was in a relationship with another girl Abby obviously for a long time and that is the first girl I told my family about so sorry if they listen to this they've never <laughs> they never heard about the first one. <laughs> oh, that's so funny actually um we can, if you want no we it's fine they don't care fine. like it's it, they literally <laughs> matter it's totally fine um but then like Abby was the first one I brought home and like told my family about but like I was still so nervous to tell them even though I knew like they would be okay like I knew my mom would think it was weird but like whatever she'd be fine um yeah, so I don't know. It was like a, I was always just scared to just say it out loud until I finally just did. And then I accepted it. And I've like never been happier. And like in like that relationship, like I felt so full, if that makes sense. Like it was just like everything that people talk about love being and like how you should feel in a relationship and how happy you should be. And um, it took a while for me to be comfortable talking about it. And like, even like going, getting like my hair done and people were like, do you have a boyfriend? And I'm like, no, I got a girlfriend. <laughs> like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, um, so it's, it's hard cause society still like puts labels on things and it's like, oh, you should be having a boyfriend. And like just the other day I got asked if I've had, if I have kids yet or if I'm married, if I'm like, whatever. And I'm like, no, but like for me, it was kind of hard to accept like my life wasn't gonna always look how I had pictured it looking and come to the realization of accepting like that's how it's gonna be and I'm like like I said never been happier just like accepting that and being open about it and yeah my family through it was great like I my mom ended up just asking me one day because I didn't ever actually told her and she was like just gave me a hug and was like I love you no matter what like it's just I just need a sec to kind of process and like think about it and I was like okay and then she was like I love you guys. My sister was like, it's no big deal. She goes, I always knew. <laughs> she goes, I knew it. I called it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Come okay, on. Nicole. Yeah. All right, Nicole. Really? Um, um, but yeah, so they've been great. Do you feel it? Has it like changed your like relationship with religion at all? hundred percent. hundred percent. And I think that again, like I said, it could be such a long conversation, but yeah, for me, like God is love. And, like, that is what I believe and I stick to wholeheartedly. And, like, I am just, like, there's no way that 
this God who loves us so much is going to hate me for being in love with somebody and being in a healthy, loving, happy relationship. Like, you're telling me that somebody could be in a straight relationship and be miserable and, like, that's acceptable, but me being in a healthy relationship with a woman is unacceptable. So for me, it's just, I've just fully accepted that, like, religion, I don't love religion. Like, I think that it's, there's rules, there's people, it makes people feel bad, it it isolates people, and I think that there's a difference between religion and Jesus and love and Christianity, and, like, that's kind of where my journey of, like, my religion or relationship with God has gone is, like, so much more on the side of, like, it's a relationship with God and Jesus. It's not a religion of you have to do this, this, and this. It's, like, no, I'm going to love everybody like he he loves us. And like, that's kind of where I've journeyed to and feel so much more accepted and loved. And like, I feel like people grow towards where they are accepted and loved, not towards rules and being condemned. Um, so that's so cool. That's kind of yeah. where I'm at with that. I feel like being able to see you grow, um, through this has been mm-hmm. so cool and like interesting. And obviously it wasn't like a easy path. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to like talk about the first time you came up to me because it was like kind of funny. <laughs> so, so Kristen told we had like a little break and Kristen told me she was going home to see her family. And I was like, oh, it was Easter. Cool. It was over oh, Easter. It was Easter. She's going home for Easter. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And she was like, can you pick me up from the airport when she comes back in? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we are driving back from the airport in Buffalo and I was like, how was your time at home? Like, how was your family? <laughs> And she's like silence in the car, like silent. And I was like, it wasn't good. Like, what's going on? And all of a sudden she just blurts out, I went to go visit her. We're together. I was like, oh my, okay. I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. I was like, wait, I didn't go home. She's like, okay. Where'd you go? I, in Lynn, honestly, this is so funny. And like, Kind of cool to talk about now because, like, you were literally the first person I ever said that out loud to. Ever in my yeah, life. Like, I, that I was like, I'm... feel honored. Okay, I'm I'm dating this person. And you were like, oh, okay. Like, I think like, I was just still, like, in shock that you were like, I didn't go home. I was like, then where on earth did you yeah, go? Yeah, where did you go? And, like... <laughs> Yeah, I was so nervous. I was so nervous to tell you. And then I was like, Lynn, can you tell our other friends? <laughs> like, yeah, so then I had to go and be like, they're dating. It's fine. Like, don't make a big deal out of it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't tell anyone. And, like, same thing with my family. Like, I was like, Nicole, my sister, she's just, like, so loud, so outgoing and just is, like, so open and, like, loving to everybody. She was like, I'm like, can you tell, can you tell the family? Like I told my mom and my sister and I didn't even tell my dad. I was like, Nicole, can you tell dad? Like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to have that conversation. Like, it's just going to be a thing. It is what it is. And like, I don't want to talk about it, but like, can you just tell them? But now it's like, fine. I can talk to my whole family about it and everything. But, um, yeah, literally I was like, Lynn, can you tell our friends? I don't know what to say. (laughs) So funny. It's just like funny to think about it. I know. Now That is hilarious. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so that was like pretty heavy. I think we can like transition to like some personal 
fun. Yeah, let's get into yeah. these fun, weird stories we have. Uh, but first, let's hop into a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. This is my favorite part of the podcast where we usually just pepper each other with random questions. But today, we have a special version of our fun section. <laughs> Hammy, like you heard with the Mountain Dew story, has some wild stories that we all seem to be telling over and over Every time we, like, hang out in a group, I feel like we're like, Hammy, tell this story. And she, like, tells these stories. So we thought this was a perfect opportunity to tell them. So we told the Mountain Dew one. We the, What about the $1 bill? Yeah, like, I, first of all, I feel like this is going to make you look like a crazy person. I know. Well, yeah. But, like, yeah, tell the story. I know. Honestly, Yeah. <laughs> The more I tell these stories, then like the older I get, the more I'm like, I was, I'm like, on, like, was I okay? Like, I don't think so. Like, so when I was a kid, like, anytime I got like birthdays or like any holiday that I got money for, like, I would ask my mom to go to the bank and get me all of the money in one dollar bills. Like, I just wanted to like look like I had a lot of money I guess I don't know like I was like I want it all in one so I'd, my mom I'd get a $50 check she'd go cash in once so I'd have like $51 bills and I would take them home and like for some reason I was obsessed with like getting them crispy like I wanted you know like the crisp sound of a dollar bill like what? of a one dollar bill <laughs> of a one dollar you heard bill. it here folks the crisp sound of a one dollar bill you guys know what she means. <laughs> you guys know. Come on. Like, I want to look rich. You got stacks of ones. And Stack of crisp. ones. And they're like right out of the ATM. You know what I mean? Like, like so right, I. How old are you for some? I was seriously like between 10 and 12. Like. Okay. Weird. Go ahead. Weird. I don't know. <laughs> so I would take them and I'd wash them. I'd put them in the sink in the bathroom. Put a thing full of hot water like fill the sink with hot water put soap in it and wash the one dollar bills i'd wash them scrub them now think clean about money maybe people should be doing yeah that. I don't maybe know. it's a thing <laughs> wash them take them out put them on the bath mat lay them all out blow dry them because i needed them not, to dry were they not like flying around no i'd hold them down the corner and blow dry them flip them blow dry them put them put them to the side I don't know. I don't know where I came up with this process anyway, but then I took- There's a routine. This is a routine and everything I do. So freaking blow dry them all. They're all like wrinkly, you know, cause they just came out. So then I thought I really needed them straight and crispy. So I took my, my straightener for my hair and straightened all of the one. <laughs> I straightened them <laughs> with my hair straightener. And then stacked them all. And I was like, perfect. A nice crisp stack of one dollar bills. So weird. It's like so weird. It's just so weird. I know. I know. I know. I know. What was your mom thinking you were doing in there? I have no clue. (laughs) I have no clue. But she was like, my child is sick. Like she was like, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I was. Wow. Um, all right. So $1 yeah. bill, Hamilton. And then mm-hmm. the other story I feel like we always tell, like, you know when you're, like, with a group and, like, you two think it's so funny, but everybody <laughs> else in the group is like, why do they literally always bring up the time that they were all sweaty and gotten a slap fight playing 1v1? 
And me and Amy tell this story literally over and over. It was 90 degrees in North Carolina. We both had tank tops on at practice. And we're going into this one-on-one drill. And naturally, we just start, like, slathering our sweaty arms together like this. Disgusting. Playing 1v1. But, like, we kept, like, the ball kept, like, turning over. Like, you would get it. And then I would, like, defend you and, like, slide off you. And then we were, like slapping and then we were giggling we started yeah. giggling and like it was only us like the whole team was eyes on us yeah. like everybody was watching us go 1v1 and we were just slapping each other and then cracking up and giggling and we were like <laughs> and, and like, it went on for like a minute it went on for like a minute of just this like yeah wet like far too long for so long like we were and just then, giggling yeah and then after we were just kind of like that was so gross <laughs> Every, everybody was staring at you guys How like, are you guys serious? Everybody like, was somebody like, kick it out. At first, yeah. Kick it out. Literally. I do anything else except this. At it's first, gross. people were like, okay, like, one of us, one of them's going to score. And then it would, like, kick and we'd run and get in. Like, slap, fine. And then, like, and then, like poke it away and get in, slap, fine, giggle. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, that was like so funny that was one of the funniest things like i i can picture it so vividly and it was disgusting like we had sunscreen on too so you're like we're like slimy like sweaty slimy like slap fighting (laughs) i know that's one of my favorite stories me too um lynn i think in the interest of time we should go to the fan questions okay Okay, perfect um all right (laughs) i can't get over that Um, okay, so now you know we had to bring back the fan questions. Don't forget, if you want to send us a question, tweet us with the hashtag AskSnacks. Uh, okay, our silly <laughs> question, Manelson36 asks, what snack food describes your personality and why? Oh. What's uh, my personality? Oh, what's Jamie's personality? Um, Fun. I would say like a a gusher or like a like a sour kind of candy where or you're handy? just like yeah <laughs> where you're just like okay that girl looks like she's got it together and then you just get in there and you're like whoa what's going on here what is going on she's 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 blow drying and straightening her one dollar bills she's see I was thinking fighting. like a cheese puff. Oh, why? I don't know. Fun party snack. <laughs> she has curly hair. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what are we? I don't know what a curly hair has to do with her personality, but. I don't either. It was just what I thought of. Um, what are we? I feel like I'm a banana. Yeah, Sammy Bananas. That makes That's sense. That's fitting. So original. And Lynn is a <laughs> cheese and cracker. I was just going to say Lynn's a charcuterie board or something. Yeah. Like- yeah. That is for truth. And I don't know why personality, but like you just are. Yeah. Like you either you get it or you don't. Yeah. Like (laughs) if you know, you know. I, Y, K. Okay. Very serious question time now. Captain Watkins wants to know what is the ideal temperature to keep the thermostat on? Okay. I'm just going to go out and say it. I have come a long way. Since living just, with both I of you. I just rolled my eyes. Yeah, I'm a 67 I, kind of gal. I'm like a 69. <clears throat> kind <Nice>. Yeah. <laughs> All right, girls. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> Hammy? Mine's currently 65. It's freezing in here, though. Art, love that. So, I know. I know. I don't know. It's, it's really cold in here right now. I'm, like, in... I need to put a sweatshirt on. But I ideally would be... I'm with Sam. Like, 67 is perfect. Mm-hmm. I just get... I get cold. <laughs> we know. So. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I, it's, it, like... Are, like, why do you like to be cold around your house? I don't get it. Because I like to cuddle up. Why do you like to be hot around your I'm house? I'm not. It's literally so gross I'm hot. not hot. All right. As you guys can see, this was put into the serious category for a reason, and it is going to cause a lot of problems when we hang up. I'm Kristen Hamilton, and this is the Snacks Podcast from Just Women Sports. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our show is produced by Just Women Sports. For more great sports content, go to justwomensports.com. Be sure to subscribe to the newsletter and follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm Lynn Williams. And I'm Sam Lewis. You've been listening to Snacks. That was amazing. Snacks.